Welcome to the Three Forms Podcast, a joint production of Beaverdam Christian Reformed Church and Coopersville CRC. Together we are touring our historic Three Forms of Unity, the Belgic Confession, Heidelberg Catechism, and the Canons of Dort, considering how these old and trusted paths can equip and lead God's people in the midst of today's challenges. So let's start this week's episode. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Pastor Lloyd Hemstreet. And I'm Reverend Tyler Wagamaker. And we have an opportunity to start a new podcast here, Lloyd, to talk about things that are really important to us as pastors, and especially in the life of the church. That is what we are doing and the mission we are embarking on as of today. But before we start on our mission, we should probably cover where we come from a little bit. That's true. Biographies are really good. Sometimes biographies, when you read them, can be boring, uh, but they can also be very exciting. So we're going to be very exciting here, I think, Lloyd. I think as long as you keep your biography short enough, it'll be fine, Tyler. It'll be a short biography. So although the years continue to move along, and uh, as the years move along, we get more experiences. But I did grow up in West Michigan. I grew up here in Ottawa County, which is actually where we're sitting right now, in Ottawa County, um, one of the wonderful places where the Lord and His providence has put God's people for many generations now. And and so for generations, I come from the Christian Reformed Church, where generations, my family, have been a part of the Christian Reformed Church and active in the Christian Reformed Church. I grew up at Coopersville Christian Reformed Church. I kind of call that my hometown, even though I spent time in other places as well in the West Michigan area. But I consider Coopersville my hometown, Coopersville Christian Reformed Church, where where I grew up. And it was at Coopersville primarily where I was introduced to the Reformed Confessions, and especially the Heidelberg Catechism and the Compendium, because we would, on Wednesdays, starting, I think, in third grade, after after school, after we were dropped off from the bus on Allendale Christian School, we would be dropped off on Wednesday, every Wednesday, and our pastor, Reverend Garrett Stoutmeyer, um, uh, primarily back then, he was a pastor, and he would teach us uh, first the Compendium, and then the Heidelberg Catechism in a very thorough kind of way. And that was our kind of first introduction early on in life to memorizing the Heidelberg Catechism and to, to thinking through it as well. From there, then, of course, just growing up, went, went to Christian schools my, my whole life, actually, and even ending up through Calvin University, well, Calvin College at the time, now Calvin University, and after that going on to seminary, Westminster Theological Seminary, in California, where I went for two years, and I transferred into Calvin Theological Seminary, and I um, finished up there for two years, got my Master of Divinity from Calvin Theological Seminary, and uh, then took a call to Beaver Dam Christian Reformed Church in the Hudsonville, Zealand area, where I have been pastoring since the year 2000. I, this was my first call. It's a testament, again, to, I always say, to the patience and the long-suffering nature of God's people here in Beaverdam that they have put up with me these many years. There's life. been a lot of suffering, I'm sure. <laughs> so tell, well, tell us a little bit of uh, something about yeah. yourself, too, Lloyd. Yeah, well, uh, my background is not in the Christian Reformed Church, although I was uh, born and raised most all my life in Ottawa County. Uh, yeah, grew up in primarily Reformed Baptist circles was what my parents ran around in. Uh, then a little later in life, uh, attended OPC church and at 20 years old, uh, friends of mine invited me to Sparta Trinity CRC. And that was my first time in the Christian Reformed Church. 
I've been a member ever since, so a little over half my life now has been in the Christian Reformed Church. I have been married for, oh, 16 years is what we are going on this year. Wonderful. And uh, we are blessed to have five children. Uh, at least that's the number currently. That that number in our history has fluctuated from time to time. So <laughs> that's what we're looking at today. Uh, yeah, I went to Kuiper College, did my undergrad at uh, Kuiper College here in, in Grand Rapids, Michigan, West Michigan, and graduated with an MDiv from Calvin Theological Seminary in 2016. And I received my first call, which is to Coopersville CRC. And Woo-hoo! so I have been pastoring there for uh, six years already, as the time does continue to fly by. So that is kind of my biography, at least in a shorter sketch, much shorter than yours, Tyler. <laughs> well, that's the advantage of living longer, Loy. You get a longer biography. So um, uh, may the Lord give you even more years. Uh, that would be a nice thing. So, and, and even just some time that we get to spend here in front of a microphone. And I know as pastors, we get to, to preach to our congregations, and we have the joy of preaching and, and teaching to our congregations, but we also have the opportunity now just to have a conversation with you and I about the Reformed Confessions, which are really important in the life, well, our own personal lives, but also in the life of our congregations, the life of our denomination. And that's why this is really important, just for the strengthening of the church. And that's our desire, that's our prayer, that's our hope. I know it is, is the Abide Project as well, just... Uh, you know, there's always the process of sanctification that always needs to take place in our own lives, but also in the life of the church, of being made more beautiful, ready for the coming of Jesus Christ, our great groom, who will um, uh, be clothing us, robing us in a, in a beautiful robe for that time, but may we be prepared for that time of Jesus's return. And, and that's part of our passion. That's part of our desire here, too. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, one of the, speaking about the church, too, one of the things, Lloyd, that we were, when we were talking about, okay, what song do we kind of associate with this podcast? And we went back and forth with a number of different options. And the one that you and I settled on was actually a psalm. Uh, Dr. Robert Godfrey, my seminary professor at Westminster, would be very happy about this because he loved the psalms, wanted to see the church sing the psalms even more. And this is from the, the Blue Psalter hymnal, the Gray Psalter hymnal from Psalm 48. I know in the Blue Psalter, it's, uh, it's within thy temple, Lord. Mm-hmm. And in the Gray Psalter, they changed the, the name of it, uh, Great is the Lord our God. But, but primarily, a lot of it is the same words that, uh, that recounts for us from Psalm 48, how God is within Zion, his people, and how it is God who will uphold his people. For instance, it talks about her palaces and her walls, like verse 5, and the gray psalter, observe her palaces, mark her defenses well, um, that to the children following you, her glories, you may tell. And it speaks about the Lord abiding within. In fact, it uses that word abide, and I thought that's very appropriate for the Abide Project on that forever he's going to abide. But I think, what a, what a unique song. We're really just singing a, a song about a city and with walls and with palaces and with defenses. And we think, we sing this in our churches. Um, you think, what a almost kind of a strange thing to, to sing about. But it, it's a beautiful song because it talks about God strengthening, being within his people. And that's what we see the, the Reformed Confessions doing, the role that that plays in the life of the church is God has blessed us with that heritage, which is deeply rooted in his word, these Reformed Confessions are. And this is part of the strengthening 
of the church, of, of God abiding within the church and God um, uh, upholding us. And especially when the attacks come from outside and you think about city walls, and that's why historically ancient uh, cities would build these large defensive city walls to protect the people within as well from the attacks from without. And the confessions, Reformed confessions, help to do that. They they serve many functions, but one of those is to help bolster and strengthen God's people from the attacks right. that happen without and also within, too. Absolutely. Yeah, it gives us language for, for that. And uh, that's one of the blessings kind of from your story is that uh, you grew up, you mentioned third grade, having confession uh, classes at, at Coopersville CRC. Um, with my Reformed Baptist kind of background, the confessions didn't come into my life in that way uh, so much. Uh, you know, my mother uh, told me that when I was three or four years old, there was a children's catechism. I, I guess it was an approved Baptist children's catechism, <laughs> but uh, that she uh, went ahead and, and taught me, and I worked with, and I memorized a number of those answers, and I don't know, it dropped off, and they kept having more kids, and life got busy or something, <laughs> and it didn't go beyond that. But that was my first experience with the confession, even though I don't have much memory of that. However, as I grew up in the church, you know, doctrine and God's Word, it all fit together well. And no doubt, having the framework of that confessional understanding, uh, it, it has benefits. There, There's going to be fruit from that. Uh, getting to our three forms of unity, I was not... Uh, I, I did not get introduced to those until I was in my 20s, until I attended a CRC church and uh, started talking about membership, to, wondering what is it I'm getting involved in. And so I sat down, they gave me an old uh, gray Psalter hymnal, and so I started reading through the, the confessions in that. And I believe the gray Psalter starts with the Belgic, uh, is listed first in there instead of the Heilberg. Yes, and so yes. I went I went through the Belgic, and as I was walking through article by article, I was just saying, you know what? This makes sense. I had enough Bible uh, background and understanding that I knew God's Word, but I didn't have these kind of um, clear uh, uh, summaries of this is what we believe. This is what God's Word teaches. And so that was one of the things I was struck by and just uh, came to love as I began studying the confessions and, and seeing how they were useful, how they built build the church up. So that was where I, I, you could say, started to fall in love with the confessions, and they really became a big part of my life hmm. right there in my twenties. So, well, the I, I remember also too part of uh, part of growing up with some of these classes was the importance of just memorizing. And it, it was not always easy to memorize. Uh, I'm not always really good at memorization, but that was. One of the things we would always have kind of quizzes, fill in the blank quizzes, or just you have to write the whole answer out. And we would, I would remember with my younger brother who was going through these classes the same time as as me as well, we would have to quiz each other at times, or we'd go with my folks and they would say, okay, do you know your catechism? And they would ask the question and we would have to give the answer. But in, in a roundabout way, even though that wasn't always an easy thing to do to memorize, I know it was really valuable because it was part of just really sinking these truths deep in my heart in another way from Scripture, because ultimately we have to go back to God's Word. And the confessions say that also, too. That's one of the joys of it. Right. It's saying we, the, God's Word is the primary authority, 
and and upon which the confessions draw their authority because the confessions can't stand on their own of course no they're only as effective and powerful as they're rooted in god's word yeah and and one of the joys of the confessions too is that uh it's testified to by god's people throughout the ages that they you have had that experience where you read it and you're like this falls so much in line exactly with how i've been reading scripture what i've what i've seen in god's word and it's not just you that've had that experience i've had that experience as i've gone through even let's say the canons of dort which sometimes and on the reform side of things even the christian reformed church there've been some who've had a little bit of heartburn with uh with some of uh, the doctrines that are found in the canons of dort but they're really very rich because it exalts the the sovereignty of god in a wonderful deep way it reminds us how small we are mm-hmm. that's one of the the great things even too as i've reflected on the confessions and as I've memorized them younger in, in life and continue to go through it now as, as a pastor, I'm reminded about just how big God is, how small a lot of times that I am, but how wonderful I am, though, too, because even though I'm really small and I'm weak in my sin, yet God in his greatness cares for me and loves me, and, and I get that rich comfort of belonging to him. Um, he's made me a partaker in Jesus Christ. In fact, we'll get into that, I know, next time, Lord's Day 1 yep. of the Heidelberg Catechism, and I'm looking plan. forward to us having that conversation in yeah, the next digging podcast. in there, yep. But as we are going through the uh, confessions, I guess we could talk about a little bit of what is our professional uh, history. Of course, at Calvin, uh, Calvin Seminary, the Confessions and Creeds, that was a required course when I went there. I don't know about way back when you went there, Tyler, if they did that then, too. It wasn't. I, I think we even had to say it in Dutch, too, oh, and, okay, and, okay. and for a little bit of extra benefit, Latin. So oh, it was very rich, of course, Very rigorous back then, back then. Boy, yeah. yeah. No, way, they, way back then. They let their standards slip to get the, me They to have, yes, yes, yes. They let anyone in, Lloyd, now, <laughs> yeah. of course, yes. But our history uh, with it, you mentioned digging in and, and preaching through them. Uh, you've been here, uh, you've been at Beaver Dam for a long time now. How many times have you been through the catechisms, preached through them? I am, I'm going through the catechism the sixth time now. Sixth um, time. On there, because, I mean, historically, a lot of times the catechism, you would preach through it in about a year, and you would start over again. And so, in theory, I should almost be through the Heidelberg Catechism 22, 23 into my 23rd time now. But but part of it is with the acknowledgement that the catechism is rich. I thought uh, here in Beaver Dam, it would be good to also preach through the Belgic Confession and uh, to preach through the Canons of Dort as well. So I've preached through the Belgic Confession a couple of times. I've preached through the Canons of Dort also a couple of times as well, which I found to be very rich. And for me as a, as a minister, because it keeps getting me into to these deep doctrines of God's Word, but how practical and applicable. I have found them to be in a rich way. Right. Um, Even, uh, again, I think about, it was Sanctity of Human Life Sunday this past Sunday, Mm -hmm. for instance, and and it just so happened that we were in Lord's Day 8 of the Heidelberg Catechism, which, which talks about the Trinity, which in some ways can be very heady because of the mystery of it, but but it, the Catechism talks about God as being, again, one God, but three distinct persons. And I was thinking, you know, we have to really understand, we have to start with God and his personhood um, before we can really understand who we are in our personhoods. Because we talk about persons being unborn persons in the womb and how how fearfully and wonderfully made we are. But But in order to understand just how wonderful that is, human life is, 
is we have to start with God. We have to go back to him and his personhood and how ultimately these relationships revolve around who God is. You can't understand personhood if you don't understand who God is, if we don't even do it in relationship to God. The Heidelberg Catechism speaks about the doctrine of the Trinity in Lord's Day 8, but it's supremely practical with our with our current with our current life, with some of the, the current struggles, even in terms of politics and culture that we're facing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So that's very important. Thankfully, um, being much younger than you, I haven't had the opportunity to go through uh, the catechisms as many times as, as you have, but uh, I have already been blessed to preach through the Heidelberg twice at Coopersville and gone through the Belgic and the Cans of Dort uh, once each. And then uh, in our summertime, we have a catechism ministry where we start out with little peanut catechism, we call it, and starting with kids, uh, three-year-olds, teaching them uh, the uh, children's shorter catechism as well. And so been very blessed to interact with the catechism through the years and seeing those applicable ways, the the ways that, hey, this makes sense, this, uh, this helps us understand our world and how we're called to live as Christians, as as light in this world. So now, one of the advantages too that we have, Lloyd, and this is one of the things I really regretted in the Christian Reformed Church, where they changed the church order to get away from the the second worship service. I f- I found that to be a rich blessing. I know historically we have because one of my worship services on a Sunday will preach through one of God's you know books of the Bible from God's Word. But one of the services traditionally, then I would also preach through the, one of the confessions, Reformed confessions. I would love to see the Christian Reformed Church get re-energized with that tradition um, because it's important to be in God's Word. In fact, I was reading this book by Carl Truman lately, A Strange New World. It's kind of a compendium of, of his book, The Rise and Triumph of the Modern Self. And one of the things he said that we have to address as Christians in this world is he says this suggestion as we face some of these issues today. He said, I would suggest that the use of a good historical confession or catechism is a helpful place to start, to to get this full counsel of God's Word, because we always face issues. You know, right now it's human sexuality issues. Right. But but in the past there were other issues that, you know, that are addressed in the Reformed Confessions, and there are issues yet to come that we don't even know in future generations will, but we need to... The, the Reformed Confessions give us that full counsel of God's Word, and that's why it's so rich and powerful. Why well, I'm really looking forward to us going through that, because it helps to equip us, even for problems and controversies which have yet to come about. And so, the, yeah. again, the Confessions are a blessing in that way. Right. The further we are grounded, the the better understanding we have of God's Word and how all these things fit together— it will equip us. It equips the saints for those works which are yet to come, the trials and challenges that come to God's people, just as Jesus promised they would. He said, you know, if they've persecuted me, they're going to persecute you. That's right. How are we going to be ready to face that persecution? Well, we have these blessings to strengthen the church and give us guidance and equip us for those challenges which are to come. So that is our Episode zero, I would say, yes, our episode. introduction to the what we're aiming to do in this podcast series. Next time, we look forward to taking up the Heidelberg, yes. taking up Lord's Day 1. Lord's Day 1, a blessing, and uh, there is so much richness there. I, we'll need a lot of time, I think, to really kind of talk through that. We'll have to hold ourselves back. Yeah, I, think, I, I, will, I will gladly hold you back. Okay, Tyler, wonderful. So we'll look forward to that, but uh, we're... 
excited about this journey and we look forward to walking through the catechisms and God's word together with you next week. Thanks for joining us on the Three Forms Podcast, the joint ministry of Beaverdam Christian Reformed Church and Coopersville CRC. To contact us, feel free to reach out through our Facebook page, Substack, on YouTube, Welcome to the Three or email Forms us Podcast, directly at a joint production of Beaverdam Christian Reformed Church and Coopersville CRC. Three Forms Podcast. Together Walking we are touring our historic Three Forms of Unity, the Belgic Confession, Heidelberg Catechism, and the Canons of Dort. Considering how these old and trusted can equip and lead God's people in the midst of today's challenges. So let's start this week's episode.